everyone. Welcome to Mecca Talks, your access all areas past to the beauty, business and lifestyle experts we call our community. I'm Kate Blythe, Chief Marketing Officer here at Mecca. And I'm Zara Wong, Head of Content. In today's episode, we're exploring the skin barrier and microbiome with the help of Cultured and Ren founder Rob Colcroft and Mecca Education Manager for Skin, Lucy Shaw. So Zara, last episode, we spoke about the next frontier of skincare ingredients with Dr. Dennis Gross. And today we're taking a deeper dive into the concept of biome care. This is such a fun month, by the way, because we're doing so much about like the future of beauty. And it's so exciting to see that Mecca is doing really cool things and like getting cool brands and products that we can use. And I said biome care as if I really knew what that was. So I'm really excited I'm, about our guests so they can yeah, actually tell me so I can speak with authority on we it. We hear a lot about it, but we're not like, we kind of get it, but sort of unsure really. So it's great to have Lucy and Rob coming up to talk about it. And I it. think that like scientific knowledge is sometimes so brilliant. When Dr. Dennis Gross was talking to us, I was completely like felt like a was at, back at university in a science lecture and it made sense to me and I was like oh right I get it now so I think we'll have the same kind of light bulb moment don't you think yeah and it's just crazy to think these are like innovations that are still happening like we're still discovering more about it we've only scratched the surface to scratch grow. the skin surface and with you what do you use at the moment? Because you are, you like to try and test. I do like to try and test lots of different things. I actually really like Juice Beauty at the moment. I'm like a secret Juice Beauty friend, which I think a lot of the people in the team know about. But also I really love Galanay's body cream, which I get online. And that's got probiotic extracts in the skincare. And that just helps... I've got some sensitive skin on my body and I just feel like it just helps heal it a bit more. Oh, that's great. Do you have any? I haven't tried that. I need to try that. Have you tried anything, any skincare with pre, pro or postbiotic extracts? Um, Good question. Wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have Lucy here to talk about it. Um, No, I'm a big believer in sort of trying um, products and then seeing how your skin reacts to it. I actually really loved the rose ink um, serum. For me, that has been like, I love the texture. I love the smell. It makes my skin feel amazing. So I've been using that. What does that do? Because I haven't tried that one, but I have the toner and I love the toner and the blush. But this is more about skincare. So let's stick to it. Yeah, so it feels just really, it makes your skin feel velvety which I always think is what you kind of want to aim for. Um, I also love the Charlotte Tilbury Magic Skin Serum. And that was for me, like, I feel like it's a bit of the dark horse of the collection of their skin skin range. Um, but that is really beautiful. It's got lots of hyaluronic acid in there. It feels really amazing under makeup. Um, so I would recommend that as well to try. Yeah, Charlotte Tilbury does do really good skincare products that sit really well with makeup, doesn't she? Yeah, and then the magic skin with, with that works as a primer, I also think is a bit of a winner. And then, of course, you've got Shantikai. Shantikai, I think, is, does great skincare. The Vital Essence Serum, for me, is always a bit of a winner. It's always in my uh, beauty cabinet. And I really want to start trying some of these culture products because, to me, they sound really fantastic. And I love the idea of that. I mean, you know, I'm sure that Rob will talk more detail about it, but the serum in there sounds 
beautiful and the cleanser. So before we get started with Rob and Lucy, we really love to know what people have been thinking about of our recent episodes. Your reviews help us make the podcast even better and they're a great opportunity to let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to explore or people you'd like to interview. And also presumably questions that they want, uh, you know, our listeners want answering. I think there's so many great questions out there that just trigger such brilliant conversations. Well, we're going to do another episode like that soon because I think we had so much fun and you really get to know, like you get to know really practical things like, do you you pop a pimple? I, yeah, I would say yes and Lucy would say no. Yeah, we know what the right answer is. (laughs) (laughs) We do. And we sometimes listen, we sometimes don't, but that's the whole point of making your own choices. Yeah, so don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever else you listen to this episode. So in this episode, we're going to speak to Rob Colcraft, the founder of Cultured, but also one of the co-founders of Wren, and how he has a knack for uncovering meaningful trends before they are hot. Now, Kate, before you get ahead of yourself, we're going to get all the facts on skin barrier and microbiome with our skincare expert, Lucy Shaw. Lucy, you're here again. We love having you on the show. We're here to talk about skin and of new emerging I don't want to say trend but it's definitely like emerging buzzwords buzzwords Buzzwords, but not just buzzwords buzz science so there's a bit of a movement towards all these new kind of types of things that we're hearing about whether that's microbiome whether that's retinol all of these buzz skin sort of trends we want to know a little bit more about the science of it And hopefully you can help us. First one, what is a microbiome? So the microbiome, it's kind of like, I think of it as another layer of our skin that we're only just really talking about and discovering. Um, It's invisible to the naked eye and it's like a layer of microorganisms, like trillions and trillions that help to really restore balance and help to support your skin barrier. And where is it? Is it on your top layer or is it? So it's actually part of your skin layer. So it's it goes all the way through your dermis and epidermis and is also on the surface of your skin as well. Fascinating. Did you go and sort of study this? How do you know all this stuff, Lucy? So from study, but also all of our brands that we have at Mecca, they are doing a lot of research in yeah. this space and as They do well. kind of science tests and all of that, that side of thing to kind of, you know, authenticate what they're saying as well right yeah and I mean the research is still really new so we haven't actually been talking about the microbiome for very long so there still is a lot to learn Mm -hmm. and I think we've just sort of scratched the tip of the iceberg scratch the surface yeah scratch the surface of microbiome which is also part of your skin (laughs) surface see what we did there if we're talking about microbiome we also have to understand the skin barrier when we talk about that everybody assumes we all know what, what that means can you give us a bit of a, a bit of um, facts around the skin barrier and what it is? Yeah, so the most important thing to remember with skin is that it is a protective organ. It's the largest organ in your body and it's there for a reason. And um, we're constantly under attack, whether it's from pollution or pathogens or whatever it may be. And without your skin barrier being able to do what it needs to do, it can make you more susceptible to things like irritation um, and other skin issues. So it's really important in maintaining kind of like that homeostasis and that balance. And I always think of skin that's maybe irritated or compromised as almost being like a flywire door, like things can still kind of get in and out. It's almost like leaky skin. So how do you repair a 
repair the skin barrier? I think giving the skin, like leaving it alone, giving it the ability to yeah. to create oils, to create that le- lovely layer of, it sounds really disgusting, but that layer of sweat and oil, which is what um, maintains the pH of your skin and just keeps everything really balanced and happy. Do you know what? That's such a good point. Um, whenever I'm sort of having a, like hormonal flare up or anything like that, and I think, do you know what? I'm going to just leave my skin. I'm not going to put any product on it at all. I'm going to such clean it and then sleep and then let whatever needs to happen happen and it will always make a difference because sometimes you need to literally let your skin barrier do its work for you right that's exactly right so your skin is really intelligent it knows what it needs to do if it's irritated or if it's compromised it knows how to repair it'll stimulate oil to help reinforce the barrier like it know it knows how to fix like a compromised barrier, but you just need to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. And that's why often when you wake up in the morning, your skin is the most balanced that it will be and the most beautiful and supple, supple and soft because it's had all night to do that without yeah. us like touching the skin, putting makeup on, putting extra products on. It's had that whole sort of eight hours, hopefully, of <laughs> um, repair. <laughs> I love that. And then we also talk a lot about pre pro and postbiotics which we always think about as our yogurt or a supplement mm-hmm, that we take mm-hmm. what is that in terms of skincare and why do we need to care about it so to take a step back prebiotics are like food for the good bacteria probiotics are the good bacteria and then postbiotics are the byproduct of probiotics in relation to your skin prebiotics may help to support the good bacteria that's balancing out and helping to protect your skin. And then postbiotics are the byproduct of this good bacteria. So an example of a postbiotic is lactic acid, which helps to exfoliate the skin gently. I love good genes from Sunday good Riley. Jeans or good jeans. jeans. Good genes. <laughs> <laughs> both of them the, the sunday riley lactic acid and i think what people don't realize that even though lactic acid may seem to be like maybe considered more not not as strong as glycolic it works so much better for me than glycolic definitely and everyone's skin's different some will love glycolic acid for, it's a little bit smaller it gets a little bit deeper into the skin someone like you zara or even myself i personally like lactic acid because it sits a little bit higher it's a bit more gentle and it's so very hydrating as well. I, I mean, you need to show me these things. I haven't. It's come a really them. gentle exfoliator. You'll, I think okay. you'll really All like right. it. It's a really gentle exfoliator. You put it on, and then you touch your skin afterwards, and you, it, you feel like a new person. Okay. I'm going to get a list of this all of go, these things. So when I take my supplements, supplements in the morning, I then put my supplements on my skin as well. Microbiome-centric skincare. What skin types does it mostly cater to? Microbiome-centric skincare can be suited to everyone because we all have a microbiome we all have a skin barrier we're all trying to just keep our skin balanced so this is something that you could introduce to anyone with any skin concerns but in particular if you're somebody who suffers from breakouts or sensitivity I would recommend looking for some skincare that will help to nurture the microbiome and the skin barrier 
Which products then? Let's get into the sort of the juicy bit. Which Basically products? Kate's shopping um, list. Yeah, my <laughs> shopping list. Which products do you recommend, and and which do you like love most? Yeah, I mean, let's. I think let's start at the beginning. So I think something that we can often fall into the trap of doing with our skin is over cleansing, and obviously this is going to remove anything that's on the surface of the skin, but it can sometimes leave you a little bit exposed. So. I love a good cleansing balm because it just cleanses the skin really effectively, but it also leaves a bit of moisture behind. So the cultured cleansing balm is incredible. It's completely water-free, so there's no preservative in there. Um, And you can actually – it's in a pump as Mm -hmm. well, uh, which is really convenient because most cleansing balms come in a little tub. You have to be careful in the shower. So you just apply this product onto dry skin with dry hands and then add water and rinse it away. It's a really, really good one. If your skin barrier is compromised, what kind of microbiome-centric skincare would you recommend? So we talked about cleansing. So making sure that you're cleansing but also not overstripping the skin, really important. And then the other thing that I think about or go to always when it comes to barrier is your moisturiser because Use your serums for correcting and maybe targeting specific concerns that you might have. When it comes to your barrier, it's all about finding a moisturiser that's really compatible with your skin and your skin type and something that you love the texture of and something that you'll love using. So my number one moisturiser for microbiome support, and this is a moisturiser that you can use for any skin type, so you can use it day and night, is the 24-7 Hydrating Cream from Tula. It's one of our new skincare brands that we've just recently launched. And this product actually has prebiotics to help support the good bacteria, but also probiotic extracts in there. And then a bit of watermelon, which helps to really lock in moisture and smooth the skin. It's got a beautiful consistency as well. Like it, it kind of gives you a little bit of a glowy finish, but it's not too heavy. So you have to try that one. Okay, we will. And (laughs) Lucy, you are the kind of skin guru at Mecca. And what is it about all of these new, you know, types of products that excites you? Is it the sort of science behind it or how it reacts? What what kind of makes you feel, you know, inspired? I think like even when I think back to when I first started working at Mecca, which was many, many moons ago, (laughs) I just think about how far technology and how far skincare has come. Like Every single month we have newness that's launching. Mm. We have new brands launching with us every year. And I'm just constantly amazed by the innovation, the research that our brands do, the testing. Like I truly think we have the best skincare on our shelves at Mecca. We're very lucky. And with that, all that newness. It can be overwhelming, right? So, you know, how how does someone go in there and say, do you know what, I want to completely transform my skincare regime? Is what is your best tip for sort of starting on that journey? Firstly, I would recommend speaking with a skin specialist in store because they can really have a chat to you, ask you lots of questions about your skin, what you're currently using, what you're loving, what you're not loving and, and what your goals are with your skin. And they can use their incredible encyclopedia of knowledge that they have in store to just navigate all of our brands and products and find the bre- best products for you. But my other piece of advice would be when you're sort of looking at your skincare routine holistically, choose a cleanser and a moisturizer that suit your skin type and then 
when you're navigating serums and masks and exfoliators, that's when you can start talking a little bit more about your skincare goals and specific things that you're wanting to address in your skin as well. Great tip there. And also we Ask Mecca as well as another great tool if you can't get into a store. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? So ask Mecca, jump onto the Mecca website and you can chat with a Mecca specialist. If they're not online at the time, they'll come back to you, but you can ask them literally any questions that you have. And the team who work for Ask Mecca are so knowledgeable. They know everything about all categories. Um, But specifically, if you can't get into a store and speak to a host face-to-face, then jump onto Mecca website. So now with all these new products coming in and us talking about microbiomes a lot, how are you changing your skincare routine or what are you trying out at the moment? Well, I actually have just started taking a probiotic that I was recommended by my doctor. So that was where I decided to begin my microbiome journey. Um, But for my skin, I've been loving our new brand. So I've started using the cultured cleansing milk as my first cleanse. Then I follow up with the Tula cleansing gel and I find both of those products together. I don't feel like my skin has been overly cleansed. It feels really balanced. You know how you sometimes get that really tight feeling? Yeah. Yeah. When you jump out of the shower. Yeah. So I feel like I'm... I'm setting a really great foundation with those two products, and but then what's the, what's the point of a double cleanse? Why do, do we need? Oh, to do double that? cleansing is a big mecca thing. It's yeah, a but big is it? Thing. But tell me why. <laughs> well, Lucy. Well, for for someone like me, I, I mean, I work at Mecca. I'm obsessed with beauty. I'm obsessed with makeup. I wear makeup every day. I wear a smoky eye every day. So I need to thoroughly remove my makeup first, and then properly sort of cleanse my skin so that's the whole idea behind a double cleanse is that you're actually removing melting anything that's on the skin another one to be careful with is SPF like we all wear well hopefully we're all wearing <laughs> <SPF>. women too <laughs> um, and that is designed to really protect your skin but you have to make sure that you're properly cleansing mm-hmm. you know a lot of our skincare have things in it like hyaluronic mm-hmm. acid which helps draw moisture to the skin Yep. So that's like an added ingredient to help with moisture. Mm-hmm. How do how does this kind of microbiome centric skincare work like hyaluronic acid or doesn't work like hyaluronic acid? I would think about microbiome skincare containing prebiotics, probiotic extracts or postbiotics as helping to almost like feed your skin's mm. natural So it does layer. it itself yeah. rather than like adding in an extra ingredient. Yeah, you're enabling your own microbiome to, to be balanced and to be thriving and to be happy, if that makes sense. That makes rather sense. Rather than replenishing yeah. it, you're just helping your skin do what it needs and to I do. And I love how when we talk about microbiome-centric skincare, it's a lot about like balancing or rebalancing your skin. Love having you on the podcast and telling me how to improve my skin routine, Lucy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so next up, we've got Rob from Cultured, which is an exciting new brand that we've got at Mecca at the moment. You are going to love Rob and you'll learn so much from him. I'm really excited that you got to chat with him. Thank you so much for joining us for our um, incredible conversation we're going to have with you about microbiome on Mecca Talks. So for those who aren't familiar with your journey, Rob, can you share with us how you got into skincare? 
how you co-founded Ren, and how you found yourself launching Cultured. And that's a very long question, isn't it? <laughs> that's no. long, it's three a long, cre- three long questions fascinating journey it's that we want to hear all about. And, and I've got to talk about my journey, which is very Oprah. Isn't it? Um, get in, get comfy so in your Oprah. chair. I'd love to be Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the answer is it's, I don't know, I, it's kind of serendipity, really. Um, and coincidence and luck more than anything. So there's no kind of divine plan behind it all at all. Um, But the first, so once upon a time when I left uni, um, I went into the world of advertising um, and had a short but glorious, inglorious career in advertising. Um, And then I left after a couple of years to start a brand consultancy slash research company uh, with my friend Anthony and we did that for three or four years and it was profitable but soul destroying (laughs) as much consultancy is because it's very groundhog day and it's very project based and um, you're always someone's bitch you know what I mean you've always (laughs) you're always got to do what they tell you or you know you always feel very um as I say you know consultancy wise you don't I didn't feel as though we were building anything long term so what you're doing today is not something that's going to have value in five ten years whatever in terms of the stuff we were looking at so we sort of said look if you're so damn good at brands which we probably weren't but why don't you do one yourself Mm. so we decided that we would. Um, and that was the point where Wren happened. Uh, and Wren happened partly through um, my mystical experience of a Clarence cleanser in a bath on a sunny afternoon in central London, NW1, Balkham Street is where it happened. Um, <laughs> what's, hold on, and- what's a mystical experience <laughs> with the cleanser? <laughs> so I don't know. Well, the. Um, I don't know if you watch the film Sideways. There's a film, uh, there's a moment in Sideways when the guy says, what was the bottle of wine that did it for you? And I had the same thing with the bottle of wine. So uh, until uh, then, wine was a way to get drunk and it's how you got drunk slowly with food, right? That was the sort of principle. <laughs> But then somebody bought me quite an expensive bottle of Rioja and I remember tasting it and it was like, the whole of nature distilled in a glass. Suddenly I got it. It was the most extraordinary thing. You know, I, it was the texture. It was the fragrance of it. It was the taste was mind-blowing. But it was just, as I say, it was like nature distilled in a glass. And from that moment, I looked at wine totally differently. Now, weirdly enough, I had the same moment with my Clarence cleanser that until then I'd seen it as as most boys do and particularly boys in their teenage years and 20s where it's changed a bit now um and I'd always seen like skincare as something totally functional that was sort of a bit of a imposition and a bit of a pain in the arse and something to get out of the way quickly and if you could avoid it that was great right <laughs> uh, but I was sitting there and I I spied my wife's uh, cleanser and I thought, yeah, why not? And I tried it. And it was the same sort of experience. It was just compared to soap, water, whatever. The texture was gorgeous. The fragrance was uh, 
just I don't know quite how to describe it. You know that that kind of slightly French floral fragrance from the kind of eighties or nineties that Clarins mm-hmm. used to do, bit like Eau de Namizan style. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit kind of fresh and like. And it was just, it foamed in a nice way. Everything about it, I just thought, you know what, there's something, there's something just lovely about this. So it sparked, um, it sparked a thought, sparked a little bit of inspiration. Yeah, it was more a kind of... The tipping point. Really nice. Yeah, tipping point, there you go. And I think it was, you know, it was the start of... Um, uh, Again, another terrible analogy, Ariadne's thread, you know what I mean? That you keep tugging on it and get out of the maze. And that was the, the, the sort of start of Wren, partly also because Anthony's wife was into skincare and had some skin issues. So we started looking at the market and it basically came together. And that was that. And it was an amazing moment because you kind of captured something then so beautifully that people were like buzzing about it. And and I suppose with that, did you think when you put the product out there, did you think it was good or did you then sort of learn how good it was just from the feedback? Were you like, oh, are they going to like it? Did you just test it on your on your wife and hope for the best? Or how 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 did you go about turning into a blockbuster brand? amateurishly I would say um so our our start point strangely enough for people who were in advertising we were hopeless really communication and stuff so our focus was really on the product and and back then the I mean what was important to us from the world of advertising whatever was the brand should have an idea right it should have a positioning because mm-hmm. there's just there was just so many brands that were talking about natural there were so many kind of doctors with things you know it was like you don't just want to be another one it's got to have an idea in it mm-hmm. so <clears throat> that was the idea of clean really and the point of clean back then was that um everybody said they were natural and obviously most of them weren't so anyway there was this whole kind of thing of natural and what it is and why it is and at that time, also, people <clears throat> used to talk about skincare as hope in a jar, right? And our view that was that neither, neither side of that was good enough, really. I think people deserved to know what was in their jar, and they deserved to know <laughs> how it how Rather it than worked. hoping there was something good in there. Absolutely. <laughs> and they deserve a better idea of what's in it, rather than, oh, yeah, it's natural. So our view was what clean was, was a, as a way to try and be more transparent about what was in it and what wasn't. So the reason why we had a kind of, we started a no list thing or we started the, um, the sort of itemization of ingredients, so to speak, and unleashed the monster which devoured sense in the end, but um, <clears throat> was because of exactly that we want to say look you say everything's natural look we're saying we're clean so that that means we use this but we don't use these key things that natural people say they do use which obviously aren't and that was the kind of principle of it really so that was the that was the sort of idea part of it and then you sold you sold Ren. And then you have oh, I was I was on a roll then. Yeah, Zara, she's like okay. she's keeping it real <laughs> fresh. Moving, moving quick, we're like, here okay, to talk about. Finish talking about your. Finish <laughs> talking about your firstborn. Let's move see on. A mis- I love the mystical moment. I'm I'm going to use that. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you'll find, well, there's many, uh, we'll talk about other mystical moments. Yes, and then sold it to Unilever. So we got to the point where it was getting much bigger and it was, if you're doing it properly in America and in Europe and trying to do it in Asia, it either takes, you have to partner with somebody, it gets much bigger. You need a, a huge investment to do it, to employ all the people, etc. particularly in the States. And our view was, look, we either spend another five years doing it and work in partnership with somebody, et cetera, or we give in to a suitor. Mm-hmm. So we gave in gave to into a suitor. Did you think you'd work in beauty again after that, Rob? Or did you? No, God, no. Were you like, no, no, I'm no. done? I... That was that was very emphatic. <laughs> no, I was very emphatic. Yet I look where done, you are so... now. <laughs> oh, no, it was terrible, wasn't it? I... Um... They do say a dog returns to his vomit, but I don't know if that's... <laughs> I've, I've never heard words. of that. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> no, but that's, that's very um, illustrative. You really see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I didn't. So I was happy doing the school runs. So my kids were, were kind of just 15-ish, 15 and 14 or whatever. So anyway, I was very happy to do the school run. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy to help them with all their different bits of homework they weren't quite as happy about that but anyway (laughs) you had time on your hands and you were like i'm here guys oh yeah (laughs) Um, but after a while obviously they they sort of were very happy flying solo so when they kind of got to the point of independence um you know and had their kind of uni sorted then obviously i had a bit of a gap to fill uh spiritually and personally <laughs> but um also they were like dad you're being a sad bastard get a get a life you, know, you can't do this <laughs> which is part of it and then but the other part of it is look I, honestly i thought it was over because it seemed groundhog day to me right right just as um and i don't mean this in a catty way but just as the natural and doctors from 20 years ago the clean and the the portfolio of ingredients just seemed the same. You know, I mm. thought skincare had kind of evolved like a shark, really, that it was a bit of a, it was sort of genetically brilliant, but a dead end. No, it was vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, retinol, peptides. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that was it. And everybody did a version of that. And that yeah, was, true. that was it. You know, and I just thought I can't do that because everybody else is doing it and there's yeah. nothing new to say so I sort of hung up my lab coat really and I think that's I think that's cool because you found the white space right with Ren you were thinking well let's do something totally different be super transparent about it was this like one of those aha moments with um with culture then that you actually what was that trigger point that was when you realized there was white space and there was something else to talk about that was super interesting but could really change the game Yes, there more than an aha, it was a f- me. Um, and you'll probably have to take it. <laughs> Keep it in. That's definitely more but, illustrative. Okay. <laughs> so I, I generally was, was, I'm generally interested in sciencey, healthy things anyway. And I read this book by a guy called Ed Young, which is a cool, I contain multitudes. And it's an extraordinary book. And it is 
It's another mystical experience. <laughs> so it's another. Were you in the bath for this book? No, no somewhere I was, else. I was just sitting, lying in bed, thinking, "Oh my god!" So what it basically, in short, that it says that microbes and bacteria have got a bad rap. Mm-hmm. So it says actually, instead of there being a germ theory of disease. This has now moved actually to a germ theory of health. Mm-hmm. And your microbes are incredibly important, not just to you, and they're on you and they're in you and mm-hmm. they're doing loads of things to keep your going as you should. But all around the world and with every creature, they do extraordinary things from making a squid glow purple to making hyenas <laughs> poo smell so it can be recognized by others. It's extraordinary. And what it basically says is that you are this extraordinary little rainforesty ecosystem and the world is, and you're all linked in this extraordinary thing that is continually reacting to each other, cross-talking to each other, etc. So on a nice spiritual level, we're all connected, which is mm-hmm. very nice. Yeah. But from a, a kind of medical health level, the implications for uh, you probably gut health is much more advanced, but the the things of the gut brain axis and how your gut influences your emotions and your behavior, I mean, the animal testing on it is extraordinary. But everything from why breast milk is, uh, you know, an extraordinary primer of your immune system, and that's all down mm-hmm. to the bacteria in it, etc. So bottom line, it's a whole different way of really understanding who we are and how we work and how the world works. And more specifically for your skin, the amazing thing about it is that it sort of says that you're not this lump of inert flesh, right? Mm-hmm. You're not just this we hope not. set of dead <laughs> cells that yeah. is a mechanical barrier to the world, you know? And the dead cell barrier to the world philosophy, which is a kind of, I would call it skin, flat earth type way of looking at it, means that you can burn your skin with acid, you can scrub it, you can do foam on it, you can do whatever you like because it's an inert bit of flesh and it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Now we know that it's very much alive, it's very much an ecosystem, it's very much got all of this stuff going on and you need to treat it with a bit more of an understanding and a bit more of respect rather than this sort of as I say dead piece of meat strategy yeah and so how does that work and when you were thinking about this in your mystical moment lying in bed with your book (laughs) how did you think I'm going to bottle this um Well, so the first thing was, look, this is extraordinary. This turns skincare on its head, right? This not only from a philosophical approach, but in terms of how you look after it, that everything like natural or whatever is actually irrelevant, really. The, the point of it is that your microbiome is the key thing, right? So you should look after it. And the key bit that obviously any skincare products hit first is your microbiome. And because your microbiome is so involved in so many skin processes, there has to be a way of looking at what happens to it in skincare use, what happens to it. So anyway, that was the starting point. So and then it was an exploration of, well, what do you do about it? And there was 
Yeah, how did you go about that? Did you go and find a scientist? How did you think, yeah, yeah, so how am I, I going to bring this to life, literally? Yeah, so I went to conferences, whatever, and there were the proper scientists with their with their funny Clark shoes. And then there were the proper marketing people in there. Do you have Clark's shoes in not in since this, yeah, uh, when I was in school. <laughs> They're not school you personally. Shoes. I just mean in general. It's a very like Clark it's shoes are shoe, what everyone right? wore at school. Yeah, yeah. And then the marketing people with their snazzy shiny shoes. Um, <laughs> That's us, Sarah. We have nice <laughs> shoes. Um, anyway, it was extraordinary. So there were all these signs, and the, the amazing thing about it, right? And and in the end, why did I? Why did you? Why did you persevere? Because when I went to these conferences. The extraordinary thing is they were the people talking about it were people from MIT, from Harvard, from, from venture capital funds, from people like Johnson and Johnson, from pharma companies, from other companies, you know, an extraordinary wealth of proper science. And you don't get that for clean skincare or natural skincare do you know what I mean this is that's it's real do you know what I mean that, that it's the real deal it's mm. scientifically bona fide amazing and so you will see in the next decade so much of what is done to treat things like acne, acne and dermatitis etc will be about the microbiome mm. but anyway so how does it do it well yes chemist um, who I kept in touch with, who is fantastic. Uh, and then I partnered with a guy called Charlie, um, who's the mysterious individual that's always in the background, a bit like Charlie's angel. So you never see Charlie. <laughs> On the phone. He's just, is, does he actually exist? Or is he mythical? Does, but you, never, you never get to see him, as, as you say. So he's just on the phone. He's this <laughs> image. But Charlie is a magician at making things. So Charlie knows how to take something and turn it into a box or a bottle or a product. So that is Charlie's superpower. He sounds um, fabulous. So, uh, so luckily, it was a, it was, it was the team. But other than me, it was a team of. Um, superheroes mm -hmm. so we had a superhero chemist and a superhero charlie rob's angels and then we, and then we, rob's angels. <laughs> and then we had to put the um you know the brand and the product bit in it so uh, you're going to say the what how did the product bit work is that i, I don't want to preempt you too what, what you, <laughs> you, you can interview yourself That's i fine. love <laughs> yes that's oh. even better we can sit back with our cup yeah. of tea no, and you, you can interview yourself I saw, I saw you dozing off I think, well, the reason why I stopped is your head was not even nodding donkey. And I thought, oh, no, that's not true. We weren't doing but that. okay, so you're there with your bacteria and your chemist and Charlie. How did you turn that into um, this brilliant new product and, and brand cultured product? that we that we're stocking at Mecca? So uh, the first bit is obviously looking at what what would be good for your microbiome, right? So what currently happens, what would be good, what would be better? So there was like, it was a question of formulations and um, ingredients and actives. Now, actives, there's been a whole revolution in actives, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. the revolution in actives from the world of biotech, really, which you probably hear about as prebiotics, 
postbiotics, ferments, lysates, that kind of thing, right? They're a whole new ball game, really. Mm. Having uh, a real moment. Um, very much so, and they will in future, um, because they do extraordinary things in extraordinary new ways. So having found, so how, I don't know if you know, but how the beauty world works is there are lots of raw material suppliers that are fantastically innovative that make actives, mm -hmm. right? So to take a simple example, there's a company off the north coast of Brittany where there's lots of seaweed that takes seaweed and does extraordinary things to it and turns it into actives based on seaweed. And that's their thing. They're the seaweed active people and you'll find mm -hmm. them in lots of things, but they're amazing. So there are lots of people that do these different... Yeah, so specifics. Active. Yeah. Um, and anyway, one which... So we then narrowed down and spoke in depth to a few of them. And uh, so one of the principal actives is, is a prebiotic. And the thing that that does, which is fantastic, is it's a counter preservative. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that your preservatives obviously are homicidal. Okay. So they're homicidal and they take out your bacteria. So they tend to, <laughs> they tend to commit a bit of GBH on your microbiome, <laughs> right? So you need a strategy or something to mitigate the homicidal mm -hmm. tendencies of preservatives. Preservatives are, look, they're not good, they're not bad, they do a job, right? Yeah. Because otherwise you'd have moulds growing in your products. So, yeah. You know, they perform a great role, it's just that they can perform it too well Yeah. Um, for your microbiome. So anyway, this fantastic active actually mitigates the, the impact of the uh, preservative on your microbiome, which was one of the key things. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't wipe them out in the same way which means your microbiome remains more stable so that's interesting but the extraordinary thing that in addition to it and this gives you an example of what these new actives are like it actually hydrates through the microbiome mm -hmm. so your microbiome needs water so the bacteria hold water so this by increasing the population of bacteria it actually increases the the if you like hydrating film on your mm -hmm. skin and it has a moisturizing, a hydrating effect that is longer, faster, and deeper <laughs> than acid. Do you also moonlight as a, a <laughs> movie <artist>. voiceover artist? <laughs> you should. That was very good. Um, so with these products, okay, so we've got the actives. You've you, got don't the, sound, you don't sound as though that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think it's, I do think it's amazing. But what I was about a, to ask you, Rob, was like yeah, how, sorry. okay, so what you've got all of these amazing products in there and you've formulated them to, into great individual products. How do they, what are those products and how do they work together? Because I think that's so, right. when you're talking about actually how you use it and you're talking to sure. your, the customers about actually which work, what, what effects are they going to get? And I think that is, you've got this incredible formulations, incredible, you know, new way of looking at skincare. How is the customer going to see the benefit? Oh, that's the 50 billion dollar question. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So, you can do that in the voiceover voice. I can't do it in the voice. I do it at the end. Okay. The voice, voice. Um, it is like magic. So, <laughs> so the first thing to say is when we were constructing a regime, uh, we 
we our thought was it's pretty confusing and there's a lot of products for lots of brands yeah. and there's probably too many so i sat in front of a brand that shall be nameless ren uh, <laughs> and i was just amazed by how many lifting things brightening things firming things day serums night i mean it was just i would have no idea right and I thought, mm, is all that really necessary? And obviously, in my head, I don't think it is, right? I think look, the temptation, having done a skincare brand, is the one way you get PR is by launching something new. Yeah. So you always have a tendency to launch two or three yeah. new things every year because that's how you get the PR and what happens, mm -hmm. right? So over a period of 10 years, that leads to you having quite yeah, a huge range. range. Yeah. yeah. And and so I think that's what happens, you know. And so uh, I I would have a new product death strategy rather than a new product development strategy. Mm -hmm. So MPD would be, you, you can only introduce <laughs> new product death. another. <laughs> we talked about new product death and yeah. homicide, yeah. homicidal, yeah. Where, where and the acronym still works. I'm just, off, I'm just off to the product death meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Australian? <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. You did it so good. Oh, beautiful. Um, that that so. that part was the best. That was really good. <laughs> so then, but how how do you ensure a product makes it into your cut? Yeah, if you're going well, to be so, so, so edited with thing it. Is, so the basic thing was, so what would you do if you started from scratch? Because it's very rare that you can start from scratch, right? And so you kind of go, look, obviously cleansing is massively important. Yeah. Uh, and there's a morning and evening cleanse, right? So in the morning, you don't need a heavy duty one because unless you've pulled an all-nighter and you've still got your makeup on, <laughs> you've only really got your night cream or you know the skin you've slept in so you need something very light in the morning which is more a kind of micellar type thing which is the cleansing milk and then you need the evening cleanser which is a bit more of a you know take the day off take your makeup off and really in terms of um, the cream the serum the moisturizer really if you've got a good one you kind of don't need much yeah. else really so uh, keeping so it, that, keeping that kind of that sort of regime pretty tight as well, so that you can follow it in a really simple steps. It's like the ultimate edit, yeah. Uh, and then there's a mask once a week because you need to exfoliate once a week, and that's it really for your regime. Now there are things you can add, obviously, but in the end, I mean, we've done, we have an oil which is an extra kind of sort of barrier super defendy skin lipid booster as well which goes on top of the serum but other than that really um you know that i, I our view is you don't need thousands of products yeah and so which is your favorite yeah. of the cultured products my uh, you asked me to choose between my like your children everyone has a favorite no. child <laughs> we have more than one <laughs> <laughs> that's what my parents told favorite. me <laughs> they're all favorites it's true but they're all favorites in different ways that's the thing you know um so look it's the serum okay yeah and there you go and do you do, are it, you using it. it are you using it every day that's yes i do that's no recommendation should Good. i tell you about the serum quickly yeah i'd love to hear 
I, I, I love a, I love a serum. Serum well, for me is like is, my favorite thing. Yeah, and we're hearing it from like the horse's mouth. Yeah, you know? oh, you're like yes. your itch. We want to hear about the serum from you. So look, what is it? It's basically so. Look, the thing is, bottom line, right? You didn't. I did not. Let me answer your question first that you asked before I started rambling, right? <laughs> Which is so. So what does it do for me then? What is it? What does it? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd say. It's the point of really, and it's the philosophical philosophical of going back to philosophy of going back to that ecosystem, right? Yeah. Your skin is pretty brilliant at what it does. It needs some help along the way, but it doesn't need to be kind of violated and abused. So the help along the way, which is the microbiome the skin barrier reinforcing that and making sure that skin function happens at its optimized best okay which means that the skin turns over you know regularly Mm -hmm. and you encourage it to so it's like a personal trainer right now if all of that works together your skin is going to be healthier yeah so really the point of all of this is healthier skin right Mm. yeah which and healthier skin means that it's better hydrated it's happier it's less sensitive it's clearer etc yeah uh so i would say what so cultured versus other things i exaggerate to make the point but i think it gives you a slightly different type of glow i think rather than the kind of scrubbed acid peely glow i would say there's more a kind of blooming personal best your skin Mm -hmm. type can be type of glow well, um, that's nice. I like okay. that personal glow. That, yeah, inner glow. That's that, you should you should name kind of one of your lo- bottles. It's that, yeah, it's that kind of in lovey glow. Oh yeah, I mean? like flushed. Yeah, that yeah. So anyway, and how does it feel? Well, I think it definitely. So there is a thing. Look, skin barrier microbiome. Your skin, your skin will be stronger, right? Mm-hmm. It will feel stronger, and it will be more resilient. So. In a sense, it's if your skin can be confident, it's like your skin presents, right? Mm-hmm. It's like your skin is a <laughs> bit more confident. <laughs> it makes, it's it's weird... your red carpet skin. It there you go. It's your GMTV two, skin. Two, I'm I'm really sorry, but that's two Californians. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's your GMTV skin. The red carpet skin is um, uh, glam glow. Do you know what I mean? They do yeah. That. Ours ours is I don't know. It's a different. It's I don't know if you've had that feeling of you use a product and it just feels, again, another moment is when you wear a jacket that fits you properly. Yes. Or a oh, it makes you stand taller, makes oh, you feel you. good, makes you thank swish you. along. You. That's it. <laughs> well, this does, it's like. It's that like, for your skin. That, it is like that for your skin. So the serum is like wearing the best undercrackers you possibly can yeah how that makes yeah yeah okay so it's that so really i think you just have a sense that it's more in sync that you are more in sync with your skin well you've totally sold me that serum now (laughs) yeah i Uh, need a bit of that our producer is nodding off screen. Bottom line, that was what I was saying. That why, how does culture make you feel and how is it different? Yeah. That was what that was all about, okay? Mm-hmm. So you get that. So the serum, obviously, is so we've just done a clinical trial on it. And we are very gratified to say that it is clinically proven to support your butt crime. Um, so it does actually work. Um, but 
bottom line is it's it is healthy skin in a bottle you know it's a yeah. healthy microbiome in a bottle it has an amazing range of actives in it um and the effects are like the ones that i talked to you about um which is that feeling of just feeling as though your skin is sort of on point and sitting up and paying attention yeah, i love and happy, that you know what i mean it's like uh, it's a it's a confident you know it confident you feeling shape. you get from a yeah, yeah the perfect Whip, fit yeah whips your skin it into is. shape it's the personal trainer that you said yeah the your personal skin. trainer for your skin is your personal best so what i would say about it and what you will find about culture is we're very much committed to textures and the reason why we're committed to textures is skincare needs to be pleasurable right that's yeah. my take out. Definitely. It's part of, it's part of. Feel good, a, smell a, a good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we don't have fragrance, right? So really our, the, the experience of the product in our mind has to be different and interesting and mm-hmm. pleasurable. So the serum is very light, very silky, very easy to use. And despite it being kind of light, it belies its its huge kind of hydrating punch, really, because nowadays that that pot of cream your mum used to have on her by the side of her bed that was, you know, like triple whipped cream mm-hmm. that smelled <laughs> of French pharmacies and was in a gold pot. Oh, yeah, those days. yeah. You don't have to do that anymore because, <laughs> as you know, hydration, you don't have to be like that Yeah, yeah. So it's a new type of way of doing it really and i think you'll find that it's a it just feels and i i would say this um but it just does feel gorgeous on the skin and it feels gorgeous to use and that's very important i think so bottom line out of all of it out of all of the album that's our thriller right that's our sergeant pepper yes that's that's our album I, I was going to say, I, I can't wait thing. to see the I, dance I, moves to it. Oh my god! I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of an Aussie band. Oh, in excess. Came up, no, too, too obvious. Kylie. Powderfinger. Oh, wow. Powderfinger. Yeah, powder what about finger, Kylie? No, because everybody knows Powderfinger. I just thought, what's? I've never heard oh, of Powderfinger. Powder I'll play. I'll play you some Powderfinger. Okay. You, you've never heard of Powderfinger. <laughs> <laughs> it's our, it's our Odyssey number five by Powderfinger. Okay, it's like the top album. That's our serum, right? It's the yeah. Primus inter pares, right? First among equals. Yeah, it's like a virgin. What's the most? Right, sorry, Zara, you were asking me questions and I kept talking. I'll shut up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm the one trying She's to She's being the here. boss today. So what is so if you love the serum, which sounds amazing, and our producer off screen is nodding her head because she also wants to buy it, what is the most underrated product then? Like the dark horse. Oh, Ooh, the secret the secret oh. assassin. Oh. It's like oh. not the shining star like the serum, oh. but it's like, you know. Oh, there's always the one, one of those. Sits, one that sits at the back of the class and is a bit more modest. Yeah, yeah but still gets the A, a pluses every time. Mm. I think it'd have to be the oil. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, one. I think so. So the oil, again, very uh, amazing texture-wise, right? Again, it's kind of light and modern. But it has, so it's done from a very different base. 
So it's done with fermented oils and enzyme activated oils. Mm -hmm. So rather than your bog standard sunflower oil, sweet almond oil, whatever, these are properly techie oils. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. that Techie oil. A techie oil. What that means is they are much more uh, kind of all the energy stored in an oil um, is much makes it much more available to your skin. So they tend to be much better in a kind of neutrifying way, and they're much better in a hydrating way, etc. All whilst feeling much lighter um, than normal oils do. It's that really annoying friend of yours that's actually really good at sciences and languages yes. and literature. And just know? and and so captain of the not, netball team. Oh my god, exactly that. So not yeah, exactly that. Really irritating. Yeah, really irritating. You're just good at everything. Sounds all like rounder and all rounder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Zara said it sounds like me. And we didn't even colour up on it. <laughs> it just happened so naturally. Oh, it did. You're probably oh, right. Zara. Zara. <laughs> Zara. Um, <laughs> so, Rob, okay, so your approach to skincare, we're talking about calming your skin. We're talking about making you feel like you're wearing your best jacket. We're talking, making, you know, you feel amazing, your best personal self. And what do you think going forward is going to be the next kind of evolution of the brand? Because obviously Ren went so far and so big. And do you see, I know we're talking about, you know, you're going to do your sort of product death moments rather than just lots of new. <laughs> but will you go into much more body? Because the skin, you know, you start with the face, but and but you're going to go, you're going to sort of take it further. The microbiome's everywhere. So. Yeah. We're kind of de- deliberating over... V care. Now you can imagine. Oh yeah. Is, you? yeah. Yeah, yeah. La, yeah. La, lady, la. lady, so, la, la. lady bits care. Yeah, la la care. La la. <laughs> la, la no, this 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 chat will embarrass Sarah for sure. Okay, all right, Sarah. I won't talk about it. Yeah. So so that is obviously look. That is a very important microbiome that also tends to suffer from hygiene routines and. Yeah. Um, anyway, so look, that is an area that definitely needs looking at. But again, the whole, it's amazing the amount of research, like proper scientific research that is involved in that. Mm-hmm. And the amount of scientific research that is involved in antiperspirants slash deodorants, oh, yeah. etc. That's a great but one, that, actually, because we just, oh, you know, that's, I think there's so many health hazards with, you know, deodorants. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. And then obviously you have an oral microbiome that's very important. And a lot of, whether it's a mouthwash, which, I mean, antibacterial mouthwash is, again, is a crime against the microbiome. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's like a, a, it's like a, no, I mean, the, the thing is, do you become a brand that is, that is everything? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and how and yeah how do you how do you sort know. of decide or straddle or yeah you know you, you straddle, can, <laughs> straddle. <laughs> she's you still know, on the V chat she was still in Coventry in Rob <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry you were straddling how do you decide whether your brand is going to be big and everything or small and edited and niche. Oh, that's a good well, question. So do you decide or do you see where it question. takes you? And that's where you straddle I them. Think, straddle yeah, I think it is. Um, look, my 
version of this, which I'm terrible at it, right? I mean, if you had a, if I were American or a business consultant, then I would, you know, have a five-year plan and a, yeah. it all budgeted and everything. My view is, look, people have got to understand it first. Mm-hmm. People have got to buy into it first. The brand has got to resonate in some sense first because, look, there's a lot of skincare landfill out there. Yeah. You know? I mean, there are so many brands. There's so much noise, whatever. To have something that cuts through and, and that actually sticks, Yeah, that's quite a hard thing. So I think the first point is getting to the bit where the brand sticks and stands for something. So it must be such an amazing moment to, la- you know, you launch one mega brand and you're launching another another brand which is going to be which is going to grow to be a mega brand that but you must be super super proud of you know taking an idea from your mystical moment to fruition you you forget (laughs) we don't celebrate success we don't do so no we really don't quite a bit bit too self it makes me very awkward yeah so i was reading your questions and one of them was like how does it feel having done this brand that's been so amazing oh that's really horrible yeah it's really embarrassing and cringe isn't it so it's so cringe yeah and it's much better to be like oh do you know what's bit rubbish or like yeah it's fine no, like it didn't is. enjoy it yeah. you've always got to do the british sort of pessimistic <laughs> you know is. yeah self-deprecating exactly. laugh at yourself instead it's much more comfortable exactly. so I've, I've tried the other way and it just doesn't work i just end up with a kind of bird's eye view of myself and all <laughs> i'm saying is what it's probably healthier <laughs> to be that way yeah that's very it's very um yeah very sort of british approach it's very you it's very uk isn't it yeah it is it is so we're turning mecca's turning 25 this year i know and hold on you how long have you been part of the mecca world long time family mecca family yeah i reckon it must be 15 18 years 15 18 years it's a real adolescent Mm. so what advice would you give to 25 year old rob do you know what I? Uh, I just couldn't really. I mean, I. <laughs> he was he was out know. out. He wouldn't have listened. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have listened. I, I definitely wouldn't have listened. But I don't know if I. If you needed it. <laughs> no, I weirdly. No, that's fine. Um, and what would you think in twenty five years? For skincare, what do you what in your if you looked in your mystical crystal ball, what would you say <laughs> would could be a new horizon? So new horizon, look, the microbiome bit is only gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and uh, the the whole bacteria side of it is gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. So definitely on all the things like um proper skin issues like acne and dermatitis, the answer to that will increasingly be your microbiome. Obviously what people have said for a long time, which may come to be, but whether that's too soon, is you're likely to get a more personalised 
beautiful. Yeah, means. I love that. I, mean, I like it, a personalized it, kind of treatment plan for your skin is like the dream. Yeah, right? I mean, in the end, it's that is the dream. I mean, in the end, just like you have a diet that fits your gut microbiome, that that is probably more distant. Yeah. Than yeah. having having your uh, microbiome sampled or your skin type sampled or monitoring your response to things and then creating a regime or different different products for your skin that might happen although i'm not sure it would but it may do i mean the one thing is that obviously prebiotics and everything are so good because they they just feed and balance what's mm. there so it doesn't sort of matter who you are it sort of works on everybody um <clears throat> so all of that is going to be massively important i think there will be a move away from as i say i think that the the culture of beauty might change a bit mm -hmm. i remember when when i were a lad it used to be <laughs> uh, you've gone back up north library, now rob know. that's right <laughs> it was um you know it was all uh, the skincare was french right and skincare was all about part of a kind of french lady's glamorous lifestyle of yeah. kind of eating well and doing things and it had these sort of mystical creams and everything and then the Americans turned up <laughs> and then it goes on and we, it's not lit. So anyway, they then went down the road of problem solution and they went down the road of ingredients and more ingredients led formulations. Um, and the implication was then going back to it, you could abuse your skin and you had to beat your skin into submission so that it looked good. And I think, and that's why it was squeaky clean. And that's why, you know, it was all those things. So squeaky clean. And if the face mask doesn't make you go red and sting, then it isn't working properly. Mm. You know, that type of attitude. I think that's going to change. Yeah, I think I you're think right. Gonna, I, I think there's going to be a sense of, hang on a minute. You know, the, the consequences of doing all of that for your skin are not great, not great in the short term, but particularly not great in the long term. Well, I love uh, what you said about respecting your skin. I think there's a real sort of, you know, instead of, to your point, abusing your skin with all these really harsh chemicals, it will be about actually really taking a little bit of a gentler, gentler yeah. approach. Oh, it's like I think it is. Rebalancing you know, your a, skin. It is, totally. I think you're a skin guardian in the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you look after it. And the the thing is, I think, and I would say this, but I think the results you get if you look at, if you use culture are actually, they're different and they are, they're different and hopefully betterer. Mm -hmm. Betterer. What a word <laughs> to finish up on, Rob. Do you know what? I have to end with what, what is it about culture? It's betterer. It's betterer. It, even more than better. Healthier, it's healthier. <laughs> Can you say it in an American accent? But no, the culture is, is really better. Different. Better, better, better. Culture <laughs> is better. It's a bit, it's a bit <laughs> terrifying, actually. Can you do it in French now, please? No, no, je peux pas. C'est trop difficile en français. Je peux le faire en français, mais. Je peux parler le, parler oh. le français, oh. français, français est pas mal. <laughs> merci, merci. No, I love my languages. I'm learning Hindi at the moment. There you go. We could have oh, done the no, whole podcast no, no in one, Hindi. We yeah, wouldn't. I don't think either of us can say anything in Hindi. No, we can't. That's probably out of our scope. I can speak. Oh, God, no. I can speak <laughs> German at GCSE level. Can you? GCSE level. 
Oh yeah, how brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> um, so look, I think to answer your question in the end, I think it's going to evolve a lot more in the direction of, as I say, skin health, healthier skin, preventative aging. So I think it matters more what you do to kind of not age in the first place, because by the time you get to my age, it's all over, basically. I mean, you can still <laughs> look really healthy and you can look great for your age, but you can't turn the clock back. But I think you're much better look like Helen Mirren, really. I mean, I think she does bloody amazing. Yeah, you know she's I mean? a hottie. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it, I mean, the thing is, looking really healthy and amazing with a few wrinkles, I think it's much better than looking plasticky and smooth as a boiled egg without, you know, I think. (laughs) You know what I mean? Totally. Totally agree with that. Well, I can't wait to come to London and go out for dinner with you and have some drinks and talk about my wrinkles. Oh, my God. I need my espresso. Ladies, it's been a joy. It's been a it's been a rare pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mecca Talks. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your favourite podcast app and you'll be notified as soon as our next episode becomes available. Don't forget to rate, review and share this episode with your friends. To stay up to date on what's going on in the Mechaverse, find us on Instagram at at Mechabeauty or join the conversation in our Mecha Chit Chat Facebook group. You've been listening to Mecha Talks. Thank you for joining us. And I'm on the roll.